You're listening to episode three of the other podcast. When I am looking out your window, go back the buildings they all turn to beyond the mic. This month we talked film and funding with Claire Byrne, Joe Halpin, and Emma Wall from Alfonso Films. This was a really fun podcast to record. We learned so much about the film industry and all of the opportunities for women in the industry at the minute. Um, I really enjoyed learning more about Alfonso's plans and kind of some of the films that they're working on at the minute, including Pat. Deirdre, what part of it did you like the most? <laughs> I enjoyed the focus of this month's podcast, which was funding. Yeah, we talked about how to apply for funding and funding deadlines and the importance of having funding deadlines. And uh, then recently, Alfonso Films were awarded funding from Bumble, so they... Bumble of all people. Yeah, Bumble. You know that app, guys? Apparently <laughs> um, it's good for networking too. Yeah. And uh, so they got to make their third short film, Pat. And um, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this month's podcast. And if you enjoyed it, please tell your parents about it and write nice things about it on the internet. Or tell your granny, or your tell sister, or your son, or your daughter, or your cousin, or you know, the and person you haven't seen in like dads. three months. Tell them too. Yeah, tell because them Because we'd love some more listeners. Also, tell the guys. Tell, Actually, tell yeah, the tell the guys. They're the ones that really need to listen to the podcast the <laughs> most. And enjoy. Claire, Joe, Emma, thanks so much for joining us today for the other podcast. Um, so first, we'd love to hear how you got started and how you met. Hi. Hi. Nice to be here too. Thanks yeah, so much for thanks for having us. Well, you guys have been friends for years. But then I came That's along. a long story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we won't start from that. But I met Emma and Joe at a film base. It was a film base event last week or February 2017 is that we said yeah we met it was like a networking event so it was in order to get funding like that was the end goal you were supposed to network and leave the day in teams of three so a director a writer and a producer and have a an idea for a script that you would then go and develop and write and then come back and submit so we all went to the day and I vaguely knew Emma so mm-hmm. I got chatting to her and you obviously knew each other. And then instead of networking like we were supposed to, we just kind of hid in the corner and chatted. And then the day was nearly over and we were like, okay, let's just team up. So we don't need to talk to anyone else. Because <laughs> <laughs> those events are terrifying. Like, um, yeah. it's like, what was this? Like 150 people in a hotel? And we had all, I would say. We'd all just moved home from various different places. Myself and Joe had been in London, Claire had been in Toronto, and we were kind of moving home, getting back to Dublin, deciding to kind of get into the film thing in Dublin, see what it's about. So it was this huge room in the Radisson, full of everybody, people who were very seasoned, and there was just so many people there. And the whole point was go up and talk to people, and I just had nothing in me to be like, oh my god, is this how it's going to be all the time? I think so, had name badges and everything, didn't you? Like, like yeah, and what colors. you did, and people would just come up to you and be like, oh hey, do you have a script? And I'm like, no. You just it made you I don't know, but we ended up pitching to each other in the queue for lunch. Well, <laughs> and then, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You pitched me in the queue for lunch, and then we just kind of left a ready-made team, and then we stayed in that team. Yeah. I, made I was just going to say, I remember the writers stood up and there was like 200 writers 
And then they were like, okay, directors. And then there was like a hundred. And then they were like, oh, producers. And there was like six. And they were like, great. So team up and uh, <laughs> producer, writer, director, and come back to us with your projects. And then people were like, ah, like a scramble at lunch, mm. like over the coffee to me. And we were like, oh, good luck. And what so roles had like, you selected at that point? Well, we, we all went in with a script. <laughs> no, we? I was no, the only one the script. So you both had a script. Yeah. They, so you two were writers and I came in mm-hmm. as a director. But I was late. Okay. So by the time I arrived, Emma and Claire had linked up already. <laughs> so that was my script gone. So I was a producer. Brilliant. And it was it was a good like it was a it just felt like the way it fell, yeah. It's good. And so our last podcast focused on collaboration. Um and we were talking to two collaborators. Obviously you guys are three. How does that feel to be a collaborative of three? Yeah, it's good. It is good having people that bounce stuff off. We've come to a point where we're we're pretty brutally honest with each other, I think. Like you wouldn't be able to, I don't think you'd get away with lying, would you? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. good. I think if we had another, it would be harder. I think it works some way, this kind of triangle, the way everything feeds mm-hmm. into each other. For us, it works as a three. Like I know in like duos or, or pairs, it works for people because it's just, yeah. you know, back and forth all the time. And we have to always bring in a third entity, but that kind of works better. I prefer having yeah a couple of people to bounce off and get different opinions yeah. and get different ideas and different way of, mm-hmm. I think it's the wider. With we the kind of have it being covered by the three of us too like like we all work in the film industry as our day jobs but we all cover very different things so that's good so there's like intel so together we kind of have a sense of of how to do everything that comes up like we have well when i kind of worked here and this and we we have an example kind of to follow sometimes we're claire what lights do we need yeah claire Uh, what lens do we need claire I'm the technician of the group. Emma is the IT department. You were saying that you you swap between directing, producing and writing. Is that? Yeah, I think the whole the whole like attraction of us coming together was like we all have ideas. We're all creatives. We all have. I'm less of a writer than these two. I'm not really. That's not really my yet. Well, like I'm trying, but Emma's giving me a face. Um, no, don't say and that. I'm less of a writer than Emma, so. <laughs> but basically, we all want to make our own work, and then this is like a sort of a support system, so like the other two can muck in and do. You know what I mean? Because obviously, one person can't really fly the flag of a project; it's too much work. So we all kind of get behind each other and it kind make of our stuff. It as based on. The way it has worked in the past and at the moment is like someone puts an idea on the table. And then from that, they like I might put a script on the table and say, oh, I've written this. Or and then I'll be like, Claire, director, or Claire might put an idea out and someone else will say, I would like to try to write that or Joe pitch in. And it works that way. So the, the roles in a way naturally fill themselves because someone brings an idea, they already know what they want to kind of do with it. And then yeah. it's up to the other two to be like, cool, yes, no, maybe so. And work it that way yeah and because even though like pat will be our third short film but we've probably developed about 20 scripts between shorts and features probably well, yeah, i think our ideas probably. like ideas for sure when it comes to funding stuff it really gets you like the funding schemes really get you developing your your ideas into yeah. mm. packages the applications are huge yeah mm. and you have to do all the work and then when another one comes around, if you didn't get that one, you're in a better position every time. So it gives you a deadline. Yeah, it gives something you something to work towards. <laughs> yeah. You just wouldn't get anything done otherwise, you know. <laughs> I remember this period of time where I just thought, oh my God, is there ever going to stop being deadlines? Do you remember? It was like <laughs> yeah. every week and we were like lashing them in. It's great because they're starting up again now, which excites mm-hmm. me because yeah. you do get like, <laughs> you do get like 10 rejections in a row and you kind of feel a bit crap. 
But now I'm like, ah, entry, entry dates are coming yeah. up again. We had like three, I think it was in a month, um, within a month we had three very big deadlines and we were submitting three multiple projects. projects per deadline. So we were writing, like me and Joe had written, a, co-written a feature film and Claire had written one and it also had to come with the script. 10 page treatment so there was such an amount of work to get both of them in on time cvs for everybody blogs for everybody like the whole the whole thing and then once that was done we were moving on to another thing we submitted three shorts to a different thing and then we had which is a, then that was a whole different team and pulling in other people from like we were working with different directors at that point and mm. it was all that was crazy but it was fun and now we have 10 page treatments for two feature films just sitting there kind of either ready to be developed more or playing somewhere else somewhere, or yeah. entered into pitching competitions or whichever so Claire you mentioned funding and I know that you guys have secured some amazing funding recently from Bumble so I'd love to hear a bit more about that and how you actually achieved it basically you had we had to download the app it's a female film force so it was an they wanted just female entries so women teams so we were like cool and you had to download the app and match with the the um funding on the app as a person yeah yeah. and then (laughs) You basically had to like upload very basic details about the script. So like who we were, our website and a logline and a very brief synopsis. And that was it. And then a couple of weeks later, they came back and asked for more stuff. So we had the opportunity to kind of put together a pitch package. Um, so we went back with everything we could think of. They long listed us, which was very exciting. And then we waited again and we'd pitch something again. I think it was us as a team at that point. We'd pitch twice. And that was all just by email, just sending these packages to them. And then we got through to the final 10 and they, myself and Joe, Claire was away. Myself and Joe, um, they flew us to London to pitch at them. And we did that. And then out of those 10, they funded five films and we were one. So they've put 100K into funding and wow. it's 20K a pop yeah, for the film. So they're kind of, well and it's done. all female driven films and scripts yeah. and that's between UK and Ireland UK yeah. and Ireland yeah so, wow. it's, and it's, so it's funded by Bumble but then it's kind of like facilitated by WDW isn't it entertainment yeah, yeah. And they're an all female run entertainment company in London and they're amazing so they're facility yeah we have a producer there who kind of is getting us going with everything yeah. and yeah that's how it all came about it was crazy but it was very quick it was all over the space of maybe less than three months I'd say what was it like going over to London to pitch for such a big award it was scary it was. um <laughs> Joe had been Joe had been away and we met we'd been kind of at a distance putting it all together and then Claire had given us loads of notes before she went away so we we're putting all those in and then we went and we were practicing the night before in the hotel rooms me and Joe basically just met that day practicing 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 <laughs> And it was terrifying. I had a complete meltdown. And then um, <laughs> once we got in the room, we practiced, practiced, practiced. I was freaking out. And then we got in the room. We actually practiced three times. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. It was mad. We didn't know what to pitch and we didn't know what to talk about. And we were just standing there. And then we'd go, and you, it was 15 minutes. So it was 15 minutes pitch, 15 minutes for questions. And we would set a timer and the timer would go like towards the end of us practicing. Everyone we practiced. And we get so tongue tied. Emma was like so worried coming up to me, and I was like, "Would you relax? Be grand." And Emma was like, "No, I really think that." Like, and I was like, "No, be grand." 
And Emma was like, no, but I'm kind of panicking. And then literally as we walked in the door, I was like, Emma, I'm not doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> so what, so what are we actually saying? And Emma was saying, oh, some God. people are way better <clears throat> in the moment and some people are way better yeah. before the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm yeah. terrible before <laughs> the moment. And then when it's happening, I'm like, you I think we even know. So my brain just clicked me like, get on with it because you don't have time yeah. to not do it. And then Joe was like, oh my God. Because Joe, Joe had the facts and figures side of the pitch. So she kind of had to relay all these specific things or all the kind of, you know, buzzwords to make them kind of, you know, be on our side. And then I got to do all the, this story and all the kind of magical <laughs> stuff. So I just went in and started talking, whatever. <laughs> I got to be like, and the story is set and dingle and wow them that way. And then poor Joe was like, so we've got three film and <laughs> she had like all the facts. So, but in the room, no, it was we had great. To joke, uh, to include Claire, that we didn't know if it was going to go well or bomb, that we were... <laughs> Because there's a panel of like incredible people who are in the most amazing movies, head of women in TV, head of this branch, Edith Bowman, who we all know from when we were younger. We were all like, me and I were actors that you admire. And we were the first people up and we were like, because we had to fly back and they put us first. And then so we're like, we're like, we're three, you know, kept going and Claire's in the team, blah, blah, blah. And then we made it a joke. that we didn't know if it was going to bomb or not, that we were the Irish charmed ones. (laughs) And then if we didn't pay us we were going to put a hex on them and did you actually say that out loud to the yeah. judges there yeah. was a slide for it and everything and the slide <laughs> I didn't even sure we kind of threatened them to be like well, if you don't pick us they already had started kind of clapping the yeah. end of the presentation <laughs> yeah. so but like, the joke is if you don't pick us we'll put a hex on you and they were like yay we're like, okay great so yeah, that went two, well <laughs> two charm slides into the presentation hoping that they wouldn't completely they'd be like what are you doing but they laughed at the first ones we were like oh my god okay <laughs> but if that wasn't going to be if that was we would just had a whole contingency plan for if they didn't laugh and I would be like Joe what a terrible joke and, the, it and then we'd see it pass the last like really quick it sounds like their approach has just been really really supportive isn't it and just encouraging like, you're amazing I think you probably think you go into these rooms and it's going to be like Stonewall, you know, mm. and like people are just going to be so. I was so but... afraid that it was like a boardroom and we'd have to like yeah. project our voices down the end of <gasps> this room. But we went in and they had just kind of a plasma TV with a laptop hooked up. And then you, and then they were all sitting on beanbags and whatever it was in the back of an office. So they took all of the kind of desks and chairs. So they were all sitting on the floor and random chairs and just in a semicircle and very close to us. And it was very very disarming it was so nice and they they went in and we got a big smile and that kind of just as soon as they smiled they're like oh sounds so welcoming um, yeah, and easy was, going. yeah yeah and then so the nice. producers downstairs in the lobby while we were waiting just totally put us at ease and we're like don't worry about anything it's very this it's very that asking us if we need like it was all and then we were just put in the lift and brought up you were brought straight from the lobby straight up the stairs and then you were in the room and then we were like oh my god and i forgot to take all of our notes out of my bag because i was like oh, we're in here <laughs> and then joe to run and get the mid-presentation Wow. But we got there. You did. <laughs> yes. You succeeded. Despite yeah. the madness, yeah. Bumble are incredibly supportive and I was reading into them today. They started as a kind of like a networking app for women and then they evolved into the dating app scene. What do you think opportunities are like for women in the industry outside of that? I think there's so many now and it's so good for like different reasons. But in Ireland anyway, it's all I can really speak for. But there's... POV, that should be a yearly thing, which is a funding scheme for fem- females to make their first feature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's amazing. That And because it's obviously women only, it's like, that's the film boards kind of, they have made that promise to make it 50-50 mm-hmm. 
putting them up, feeding them, that's crazy too. What inspires your work? So I love making films that are very character orientated. So I always, if I ever have an idea myself, it always starts off with a character. Find a character very easy to create and maybe a place. And then the story I'm not so strong, which sadly scripts need. And then I guess if, if I'm working on someone else, if I'm directing someone else's script, it would be the characters and the kind of sense of place that draw me to them. I think mine comes from, at the moment and in the past, it's, it's story driven. So I think either people kind of tell me something or hear something or, or fall in love with an idea of something and then mm. thus a script or a story and people write themselves and that's from a writing point of view. I kind of, or I dream up mad things in my head and then try and put them on paper in a normal way mm. but I don't know if there's something specific that does that I think to date anything I have written have all been quite different and different themes and different ideas like they've all been pretty different but I think they're driven by story and just yeah. having that initial idea and then the characters come which isn't always helpful we're opposites clever yeah <laughs> so my characters come too late get, or have no I just get like a feeling of a place mm -hmm. or like even it's a more of a mood and then you're really really good with actual story that has an arc to it whereas they're not yeah. actually like that and okay. characters too just characters all I'm interested in and I'm like Emma help put this in a story <laughs> I'm just yeah characters which is cool though because I think for me and you just observing day-to-day -day life will be like fascinated by people yeah and then that will spark something but then gives it a, a backbone a world <laughs> <laughs> i don't think for any any of us like there's one specific like everything we've made is so different everything that we have in development is so different all of the ideas some of them are wild and, and mad and then some of them are very simplistic like pat is quite a simple idea and world and life and then spent was kind of a bigger dramatic mood I would say if I had to give us themes I would be the darkest mm. thematically then you're a drama and then Joe brings in the comedy <laughs> <laughs> he needs to mix it up yeah, we do. yeah, sounds like a good it's combination. It's a dark, dramatic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I would like to make. Sounds very Irish. It sounds yeah. so Irish. That's, yeah. that's great. Um, are you in, influenced very much so then by Irish film and theatre? And Yeah, there's been some great Irish film. Yeah. Irish film yeah. is great. It is great. We're great storytellers. Yeah. I particularly like Irish films from the 90s. Lenny when Abrahamson's early stuff was probably, like, was probably one of the first moments where I was like, oh, I'd love to do something like this. Because oh, yeah, he makes it kind of accessible, like Adam and Paul. That was like, I'd say that I'd seen that film before I watched any of, like, Shane Meadows stuff or any of that kind of hyper-visceral kind of stuff. And I remember seeing that and being like, yeah, this is just putting life on camera yeah. and showing it and it, and it's not dressing it up or it's not hiding mm. anything it's just real and that was probably the first time that I was like this is cool this is a cool way to tell a story and he really does the character as well doesn't he, he? loves he's just amazing though well, and a really nice guy too incredible. and yeah. what about women that inspire you is there any like are there any Irish women that you'd love to work with or even on a global scale I love what Eva McArdle's doing she's amazing kissing candies mm. I actually only got to watch it the other day, but it's great. Yeah. Finally. And I always loved her music videos and stuff. She's unmistakable. She is amazing. Style. Yeah. Well, I would I would admire, and I know Joe would as well, people like Ashing B and Sharon Horgan and Maeve Higgins is gas and all of those brilliant women. And they 
like Meg Higgins has a film coming out, which I can't wait to see to see what she kind of did on a long form mm. feature film kind yeah. of vibe. And Ashing B is now going over to like Netflix opposite Paul Rudd and something. So and then Sharon Morgan mm. has everything, catastrophe and mm. shit motherland and everything. And now she's writing a comedy horror. Wow. Which is just deadly. Yeah, and then you have other people like Ashing Walsh who she did a song for Raggy Boy, didn't she? And that's insane. And Maudie. And yeah, and she's written yeah. like all of her drama stuff is incredible. But yeah, we make good films here. Like I love being kind of part of the Irish industry because I think the stuff we have made is just incredible. I really enjoy it. Like everything, like War of the Buttons, The Snapper, The Commitments. Like there's just so yeah. many and all different kind of like Drummer and Keeper and A Day from Mad Mary and... Well, we're known for our story time. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. I've been loving Rouge. going to... Um, I've been loving going to the film festivals like when you're in them you tend to go to loads and it's been brilliant like even the short films I've gotten so into short films in the last two years mm. and you start to, the more you watch as well the more you're kind of aware of the short film language because it's like such a particular format it's really hard to tell a story in under 10 minutes I'd love to know where you got your name <laughs> yeah <laughs> what does Alfonso stand for this is mean? a really embarrassing question <laughs> oh when I was in the bank the other day I had to set up our Alfonso Films limited bank account <laughs> so I was sitting across this table from the the finance guy and he was like so and name of business and I was like Alfonso Films and then he kept on saying the, the word Alfonso he just like it just kept cropping up so he was like Alfonso Alfonso and I was just like this is Quite it's not embarrassing. very interesting where we got it from. No, it was not. like the classic kind of like I don't think that we thought that we would be you not using it, but I think we thought oh we'll just come up with something so we can put it at the end of the film and we'll talk about it later or whatever. Like we didn't think we'd be making multiple films together. <laughs> you know when like you're trying to think so, of a band name and people you just start look around. and people yeah. start looking around the room and being like let's call ourselves the lampshades and so the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was on the telly, like the screensaver of Netflix was the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And Joe was like, it was paused. Fresh Prince Films. And we were like, ha ha. <laughs> and then Joe was like, uh, Will Smith Films. And then she goes, Alfonso Films, because Alfonso Ribeiro, who plays Curtin. Ah. <laughs> and then we were like, you know what? That doesn't sound half bad. And it's stuck. And, and I took a photo of Claire in front of the thing <laughs> and the telly. And then we kind of were a bit insecure about it for a while. Well, maybe I was. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know. Because it's Spanish, like, or whatever. Joe oh. got so uncomfortable at the name. It's not a we. Joe. Right? <laughs> and she, we were in an spar looking at a magazine. Thing. And Angelina Jolie had just broken up with Brad Pitt. And on the headline it said, Angie's now solo. And then Joe, Joe went, Angie's solo. That's such a good name for the company. And then, because it had been going on for so long that Joe was like, Alfonso, though, and found everything we did, me and Claire were like, but it's the, what? It's the name we have. So we'd be entering stuff, and Joe would be like, Alfonso. And then we went and we changed to Angie Solo. Me and Claire were like, yeah, cool, whatever. It designed a new logo, got the whole thing we were like, up and running. We were like, and Claire was like, yeah, whatever, do whatever. And then we did it, changed. And then, about, I'd say, four or five days later after chatting, now we went back and got our music videos changed the end so it said an Angie solo film instead of a Fondo film we had to get in touch with the bands asking to change it all and then four or five days later Joe just turns around and she goes I miss Alfonso and me and Claire 
so red. And then we went back as me and Claire and we were like, yeah, no, I think, think we, we've I think always we been were just like, okay, but it will never come up again. Yeah, we gave her a total. What do you think now. of the name Alfonso? No, don't, why are you starting this? I, I was really intrigued by it. Yeah, oh, it's good. interesting. It's like, what, See, what I think are you guys we, trying to say I here? Think we're, we're self-conscious about it because we know kind of that it came from a bit of a fickle place. Yeah. So that's why I was feeling completely ridiculous sitting across from this bank guy and he was just like, Alfonso? And I was like, oh, we're I love it now because it's become Alfonso itself in a way has become a word mm, and it's yeah. become like a term to describe us, us which I kind of where people oh. like Alfonso and we're like oh remember when we were like Alfonso films like something that would be a bit like real after I thought Alfonso when I was having that freak attack I just thought it sounded like we were a Spanish production company or something Alfonso is not a word you hear yeah I just Very, thought it was a great word I never I never got the, the Spanish or the naming side I just was always like Alfonso and then remember Claire wrote into the group and said Oh, it's great. It's a great name. My mom just said it means um, warrior. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's ready for battle or something. Ready for battle, yeah. Which Good. we should have just thrown right at the start yeah. rather than telling But it also <laughs> means male prostitute. <laughs> oh, yes, it works for some like, Didn't she? She came up with a bunch of... I was just going to say, let's just put that in as the reason and then put it. <laughs> yeah, no, it means prostitute, prostitute, so. Well, yeah, these are all. the parts of business development that people behind the scenes don't see. And actually, that can sometimes be really interesting to hear about. Like when I was setting up the name for the first uh, project that I did, I literally Googled generic design terms and it doesn't yeah, get any tough, lamer than that really because unless you nobody's ever like inspired by that moment sometimes you have to just like do it yeah, yeah. i trying yeah. to think of things as a trio as well and stuff and we had like things like trifecta films and like all of these terms yeah. to really be thinking about it and and then we've been throwing names out for so long and then we just started laughing at Alfonso and that was kind of I yeah like but that. i, I love know it meant male prostitute that, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah I remember my mom was sending us the meanings the way you Very can like good. search a name and it has all these she things. was trying to reassure us she was being great yeah. Yeah. Imagine you were in the no. bank and you were like yeah you can write Alfonso or male prostitute <laughs> <laughs> yeah. easier when we were naming the podcast we I feel like I kept coming up with names or we were like discussing it and you were like the other and I'd like name like 10 things <laughs> and Jenny would be like yeah the other I think we should go back to the other and I'd like name another like 20 things and then eventually it just like got ingrained in my head I was like yeah okay Jen I agree yeah every okay, single document other. I send out would just like title yeah, it go the other and like so when do you want to meet up to discuss the other the other yeah, product I'm having it you have to reach a point where you're like we're done pick yeah. a name because you just don't on. proceed any further you're yeah. just stuck it's this well, obstacle kind of in your way too much. Much. yeah I like that no one really understands it now that we have a company when you make like sometimes when you make different films you have to make up a separate company under your main company and then make the film through that so that if it financially collapses or whatever that it doesn't affect the main company so every time you make a film you have, have an opportunity to come up with a new name so wow. now that we're a licensed company resourceful big men small dogs yes. sweet sour bitter <laughs> and it only lasts for a small amount of time and so you can let her, yeah, can let her have it <laughs> or if you ever make a really abstract film you have so many names to slice so exactly. many names or just make one really long name with all of Joe's ideas yeah. ever please invoice the full name of the company thank you <laughs> <laughs> 20 names in a row what was your choice Emma for what the company name Alfonso all the way no but before that Trifecta was the only thing I think oh, of. Oh, Trifecta, though. Yeah. You've been working as Alfonso, the three of you, for 18 months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you could go back to your younger selves about setting up a company and starting everything, what would you tell yourselves? What advice would you give either yourselves or someone who's young now? 
if I was to give my myself advice to my younger self would be don't talk yourself out of stuff so easily. Like I think I spent a lot of time talking myself out of not completing something because I'd like people to think you're mad or or not capable. So there's no point. Yeah. So I kind of stopped. I stopped and started a lot of things, and I still do it sometimes. But now I know I'm doing it because of, there's <laughs> something else going on, or there's something else I have to concentrate on more. But there was a a period of time where in maybe three or four years ago where I was just totally start and then I just totally talked myself out and I feel like I could have maybe been on a rolling mm. a bit more so I think advice would be just go for it and keep doing it until actually somebody tells you crazy yeah. Eva McElwain does a really interesting chapter about that in her book and it's all about like the foundation of procrastination and fear of failure so yeah. you just need to do it and yeah. like you'll I be think, so happy with the, yeah. and um, someone else that. will you know you I think you have to write a script and then someone else will tell you it's crap and that's fine and then you have your answer but I think it's the doing yeah and just um, do it and write it and I've learned that now like I even I hand stuff over to the girls and I'm like oh like even handing Pat over I was yeah. like this is yeah, weird because I've never written like this before and then you you give 10 pages across of stuff that you've made out of your brain and it's it's terrifying and mm. even the start of features and I write a lot of different things and bits and bobs and yeah it would be just to just to do it don't be afraid someone else will tell you you're mad yeah. and that's what you need to wait for because that's the stuff yeah. that you need <laughs> yeah I think like the same thing like just idle on the prize don't like I left a master's in direction and then didn't direct anything for nearly three years like that was so stupid mm. <laughs> like I wish I just I actually had less confidence leaving my master's than I had going in to do anything so I wish that I just used that time because I absolutely I just I wasted a few yeah just wasted a bit of time I think. we were doing other things yeah but things. it was like you know you can get sidetracked and I think mm -hmm. in film especially it's really it's really hard to get your foot in the door and I think mm -hmm. I got my foot in the door as like a as a set dresser which was great and I enjoyed it but I got really complacent there because I was like oh I'm, I can do this job like and I found it kind of easy obviously it's a tough like environment but I just got complacent there and I shouldn't have. And then it was like, oh, this isn't actually what I want to do. Yeah. It's, I was kicking myself. it's hard to find the balance between knowing that you'll gain confidence through just making work and like yeah. the more you do the better you get at it yeah. but also not like beating yourself up when you're not able to make work or you're just like totally. you know kind yeah. of in yeah. a state of like I inspiration stuff, I think stuff like cameras and that kind of thing can be really scary when you don't know how to use them and yeah. it's kind of this like boys club and they all know what they're doing you don't want to like get in there and look like an idiot so as a girl anyway I know I did this to myself was like just stay away from technical stuff because you don't have a clue. So it was only when I came home back like after Canada and I was like, got my hands on camera and went out and like shot stuff myself and edited things myself. And I learned loads then just by making like little crappy things. Because otherwise, I think I had to do that. I think I had to have my time to myself making stuff before I was like able to be like, yes, I can do this. I don't remember many things that I have a terrible memory, but I remember finishing that film spent like 18 months ago or whatever and I remember I don't know where we were coming back from somebody's car whatever just walking across here and we'd made it and it was done and I remember there's just three of us together and we were like oh my god and we were so shocked that because it doesn't sound big but we were so shocked that we, we'd actually just it was finished we were like oh my god did we just do it like and it's yeah. done and then once it was done all the thinking that you do about stuff yeah do you know what I mean it's it like huge, hear that energy though. for years that I've been like oh am I ever gonna move something oh my god you know and then we were like let's do it again 
And that momentum has kept going, which is such a good feeling. Yeah. And I feel like when I hear people talking about that, I'm like, yeah, but it's so easy. Like, and when people haven't done something, they're like, what's well, easy for you to say now? Because you just did it. And then it's just like, oh. But I suppose, yeah. I think I would take a different tack and be like, just be patient sometimes. Because it's not all about wanting it now, now, now. Sometimes the time will just come to you. And if I hadn't been panicking that I wasn't, go- that I wasn't doing anything all those years, Maybe I wasn't, it wasn't meant to happen then and I was just living my life or traveling or being a bollocks or spending my or whatever. <laughs> but maybe it wasn't supposed to happen then. And when it did happen, I was ready for it to happen and be a bit more patient because I think we're always asking, how do we get there faster? But yeah. it will come to you if you want it in your head enough. That you, it, it, like that day, it just happened kind of really organically. And I think actually good advice for anyone wanting to get into it is find another person or and two team, other people yeah. who will because putting your own work out there is really really like it makes you feel really kind of exposed <laughs> and like yeah. so if you have two other people that are literally pushing you to do it because like your script emma we probably like joe dragged that out of me and you at one point <coughs> like me and emma were kind of sitting around being like oh we just need like 50,000 euro to make this film and and Joe was like uh let's make it next month and let's make it on nothing so uh and it was just like what because we knew that it would actually force us to do it I think like us putting this big budget up was totally us terrified yeah waiting waiting for the funding to make that decision for you yeah yeah so don't wait like just go out and make something and actually the more restrictions you have so if you have less budget yeah it might look crap but like you'll learn so much Mm. more yeah, we had the crack raising that money. We had quizzes. We had everything yeah. down. We were like doing everything that we could to get the money together. Cause and then once that starts, get yourself into something you can't get out of. Because once you get into something, you're like, oh, we've done that. Yeah, we had to make money. it. Then. So we need to make money. a film. Yeah, they were posting on Facebook, being like, thanks for your money. You can't be like, <laughs> yeah, it just went to Spain. Like, yeah, there has to be a film. So if you put yourself in a situation like that obviously it's the same when you get funding they give you funding and then as much as you might want to be like take it back I don't want to make it it's too much work yeah. you have to do it so it's like put yourself it's in it's terrifying that's it's the same as when you know when you're in college and you're like well if I want to pass I have to do it I yeah. have to do it if you don't have to do it you go through this lull when you leave university maybe that you're like what do I want to do I don't know but I'm gonna and then put yourself yeah. in a situation where and making a film is such a physical like like there's so much to do there's so many people to approach Mm. so many like phone calls to make and it's really like if you're a shy person naturally which most creators are like that's going to be torture for you but as soon as you start doing it it just gets easier and easier yeah yeah do you guys have like a favourite film from this year I wrote that down it can be from anyone male, female Ireland I I want to see Black Hands when I was like it's good Mm. (laughs) I liked um, this year Three Billboards was deadly although I, there were so many places where I thought it could have ended but it just kept going mm-hmm. and then also one that I didn't like when I was in the cinema but then on reflection night was Tully that Diablo Cody who wrote Juno Very did good. and when we started talking about it, I was like oh my god that actually was really good but in the cinema it just feels like it felt like a lot because I was like jeez yeah I think that and billboards Tully this year good. but what film did I really like it I actually went to see a film called Apostasy the other day and it was very, like, oh, my God, so upsetting, but it's really good. It's about Jehovah's Witnesses in the UK, but it would be like watching a Ken Loach film, like, really kind of hard-hitting reality mm. stuff. But that was very good. I can't think of a favourite, though. I never really have favourites. Oh, I just don't just ever remember what year. We were uh, talking about how stressful that question is. What have you liked? Um, actually, um, myself and Joe watched The Glass Castle Yeah. recently, which Brie Larson, Brie Larson who was the lead in Room, 
for okay. Lenny Abramson. She Produced was in that, and I think she produced it and got it adapted and got the rights and That's so started it. And my like, God, it's really easy to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Watch that one. Yeah. It's so good. Oh my God. Oh, Woody Harrelson. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I was very excited about it sounded very excited about Black Clans and I do want to say it, it is amazing it is amazing I'm just confused with one point of it but it is really really good I really yeah, want to see it we're watching. it's worth going to the cinema for it too because it's quite like you know the way Spike is very stylized and cool mm. it was Debbie Joe's asking me a question Oh my God, call me by your name. Thank you. Oh, yeah. So sorry, good. Sorry, I'm terrible memory. Oh my God, I saw this thing yesterday where you can pay to do like a call me by your name tour in Italy and it looks so amazing. Oh. You're like, listen to great music, you see all these beautiful sights, it's really romantic. And it only costs two grand. Oh. That's, that's, a, that, that's cool. a joke. That's ridiculously expensive. But it looks amazing. It looks wow. so good. Oh, you can't jump on like a Game of Thrones bandwagon with call me by your name. I that's know. so... But it's like a little trip around it's Italy. happening? It looks gorgeous. Why does it cost two grand to go to the Game of Thrones? No, but I mean, like, you can't turn that film into, like, tour around that. Yeah, I think it's just... I think they probably do that everywhere, though, and just mm. don't know about it. Yeah. I kind of want to meet Timothy Chalamet for, for two grand, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, he oh, seems like he'd be a good crack. I like the Ladybird. Mm. Oh yeah, very good. Yeah, well, he was at, he was really frustrating in Ladybird, like his yeah. character. Like I wanted to punch him. Very frustrating, but like very um, recognizable. Yeah, wasn't he like a kind of a Holden Caulfield from like <laughs> whatever year it was set in? There was a few parallels, but more American. Not that I actually not, I didn't recognize that character from my own life. Jesus, um, <laughs> went to secondary school in Ireland. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? It was like a. Moody teen. Mm. Yeah, angst. Well, Claire, Joe, and Emma, thank you so much for coming to talk to us. Thanks for having us. And best of luck with Pat, and hope it goes really well.